Shut up and sit down. Well, 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 welcome to episode 35 of Third Shift. I'm one of your hosts, Eric, and with me as always is my co-host and companion in all things stupidity, Matt. Matt, how's this week been for you, my friend? Now now you just threw me off. We were going old prospector slash hillbilly, and then you went like sort of Russian. So I don't know what accent you responded. Hey, I could... I could... Oh, there'd be gold in them Tharsi, beauty in the wilderness. I have, <laughs> I have 75 heads in my wow. head all the time, Matt. I don't know which one comes out. There's 75 heads in my head. That's 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 the quote of the podcast. That's it. That's, that's uh, it. It's done. We just got started. Holy oh, mackerel. Off the rails already. And my Skype is all, like super lagging, so you're still laughing about having heads in your head. It's awesome. Well, I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing all the time. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> uh, but it's been a good week for me. Obviously, we had an awesome St. Patrick's Day. I don't think anybody was like the super goat this year. I think we all we all had a good time. Had did a good job. Yeah, we were all good boys for the most part. I'd mm. say we got a. I gave us a B plus. I'll take it. Hey. Maybe a B minus. There were a couple points where people were getting a little rocky, but it was definitely no C or below. I was so. gonna say better than a C or D, which it's been before. So yeah, it has been that before for <laughs> certain. <laughs> uh, other than that, it's just been coming up on quarter end, so it's coming up on the end of my evening shifts, and so every single day is just drudgery and hell. Like I come into work, I drive to work, and I go, man, I don't want to be here. And I walk in the doors, and I go, hey guys. Oh man, I don't want to be here. And then they leave, and I go, I really don't want to be here. And then for eight hours, I sit there thinking that to myself. So it's been a great week, awesome, fun times. I've been playing Yakuza till my eyes have just fallen out of my head. I've been staying up till like two in the morning, getting like no sleep. So that doesn't help the other situation. But that's been a blast. It's been my only saving grace. And then, like we said, we know quarter ends coming up, so even more fun to be had. What about you, Eric? How was this week? Well, here's the truth that you should have been saying that you didn't. What's that? Uh, how much how much Borderlands did you play this week, Matt? We did. How much how much Borderlands would you say you played? About zero. About zero, yeah. Uh-huh. How much Battleborn would you say you played this week, Matt? About maybe an hour, probably. And yeah, we played with Howard for like yeah, a good like man. sixty-three minutes. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> we've been slacking this week. Uh, and as we've discussed before, he's got Yakuza on his back. I've got Horizon on my back right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pump through it, but also it's just been a weird couple of weeks. We've had our St. Patty's Day party. Work's been going bananas with this overtime weekend bullcrap. Well, I was going to say, I think St. Patty's Day is what really threw it, because, hey, we took Friday off, had a great time. All right, Saturday we normally get on and we play Borderland, or Battleborn or Borderlands for like, Five to six hours, just in one big stretch, having beers and having a great time. What do you want to do on Saturday? Not drink or think about drinking ever again. So we'll, we'll play with Howard, and then it's time to go away. You go away, and I'll go away. Everybody just everybody go away. Let me just go in my quiet place for a few hours. Uh-huh. And and then so that just, hey, what, what do you want to do Sunday? Not playing the games. All right, Monday, none, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then now here we are. And now here we are. That's right. But... I'm super stoked and excited because this weekend 
is back to business. That's right. Back to normal. The world has come full circle for two more weeks until quarter end. Mm. So we'll be back at it, rocking it out, and I can't wait. Yeah. I've been uh I've been having a Borderlands kind of itch lately. Oh yeah. But at the same time, after doing that one story mode with Howard, I'm all jazzed about bugging you again to get some more uh medals mm, and battleborn. So yeah. so I don't know what's gonna happen this weekend, but regardless, <laughs> we'll be back at it. Oh yeah. So for me, this week's been all about Horizon, St. Patty's Day, obviously, as Matt said, ton of fun. And work, which is the coolest thing in the world. So, yeah, that's about it, man. But also this week, we dropped episode two of The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, which I I, th- I had a lot of fun doing that. That was, that was a great time. Oh, that was the other thing that sort of killed the weekend. Oh, what did you do all day? What did I do all day Sunday? Oh, had to scrounge up stuff for the other show. Crap, I totally forgot. Yeah, well, that that will do that. No, we did indeed. I did indeed enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, like I told you, you know, with it being a new podcast and us still figuring that one out, mm-hmm. a little not nervous, a little stressful. I guess would be the better word yeah, for that yeah. one. So you know, but that I enjoyed it, and I can't wait to get to the next one, mm-hmm. and just keep on pumping that wheel till it's smooth and beautiful. That's right. In addition to that, also this week, we got our 100th Twitter follower for the show account. So, hooray! Hey, yeah, like hooray! Rover. Everybody loves us. We're superstars. We're in three digits. I'm, re- I'm yes. ready for the Twitter money to just start coming down. Where's Do I, like, pull a cord in the Twitter money? I don't think Twitter money exists, man. It has to. I don't think it... No, it doesn't exist. I don't think there's any such thing as Twitter money. Twitch money, maybe. The way people talk on Twitter, though, like, oh, you only have, like, X number of followers? Who who, who, who are you? I'm a superstar. I got many. So there's got to be, like, Twitter money, right? Like, No, I think it's just all uh, ego, man. All right, well. The EPN or whatever you want to call it. I say, thing. my EPN grew three sizes that day. And so now, whenever somebody messages us on Twitter, I'm going to say, who are you? Duh, do you have 100 followers? Bugger! I actually have 70,000. <laughs> oh, uh, just a fun milestone to hit. Thanks to all you guys who do follow us on Twitter. Uh, I haven't been on as much as I'm supposed to be on, but, hey, you know, what can you do? Also this week, I think it was actually on St. Patrick's Day, and I drunkenly retweeted this, we got shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 2. We did. So that was it for us this week. Rolling on into this week at Gearbox, on kind of like a side Gearboxy type of note, Danny notified us in our little private Facebook group that uh, the Helix Gamers League is coming back. With new Battleborn oh, tournaments yeah. coming up in what is it two weeks? On the uh, mm-hmm. let's see, it's going to be PS4 and Xbox One at 3 p.m. Eastern time on the first of April, and then PC is going to be on the second of April at 3 p.m. Eastern as well. So if you want details, how to sign up for that, how to help out with that, this, apparently they're looking for uh, shoutcasters and stuff too. Uh, hit up the thread in the Battleborn subreddit. I'm sure you guys will find it. Danny will probably even link it below in the show notes. So how about that action? Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out real quick. Hey, Randy Varnell, uh, they need shoutcasters, man. I think you'd be perfect. You did a great job at the other one. So mm-hmm. bada-bing, bada-boom. And by the other one, I mean the Choctaw Festival Tournament, just in case anybody's confused. Maybe they can even throw you a couple bucks for it. Hey, who knows, you know? Hey, don't be putting words in Helix's mouth, man. <laughs> they said $10,000 if they can get Randy Varnell coming his way. No. no, but definitely check that out. If you got a team and want to try out, why the hell not? So not too much happening in the world of Gearbox besides that, but we did find an article by Polygon, 
And it was talking about uh, the producers of Iron Man think that maybe we'll actually get a good video game movie. And Borderlands happened to be talked about a little bit mm. in that article. So the quick question is, what do you think, Matt? Do you think Borderlands would work as a movie in any way, shape, or form? I feel like I want to say yes, but no. I don't believe it would as much as I would love it. I mean, I love all things Borderlands. I love Tales from the Borderlands, which wasn't very action-heavy, but you still had influence on what was going on. So I don't think it could... I honestly don't think it could work. Well, let me put it this way. Mm -hmm. I agree with that opinion, and it's for the one reason and one reason only. The characters in Borderlands that make the game so special... Mm -hmm are too ridiculous, too out of this world, and zany yeah. in every way, shape, form that nobody beyond video gamers and fans are going to appreciate it. I don't think it would work. You made the comparison when we were talking about this before of, hey, just watch Mad Max Fury Road. That's basically Borderlands. And it is true, but like I told you then, and I'm telling you now again, Mad Max isn't funny. Borderlands is crazy zany funny, but... I don't think you can put that film in front of like a wide audience and, hey, we're crazy, zoopy, zany guys, and we just blew that guy's head off. Ha-ha! I think audiences are just going to crap all over that. Imagine having Face McShooty, you know? Show me the face! Show me the face! Ah! You literally can't put that in a movie because the joy no. of it is running up on him going, oh, man, this is awesome. What's he going to say mm -hmm. next? What's he going to say next? Dude, drink another beer. <laughs> this dude's awesome. Let's stand here for four minutes just listening to him. Uh -huh. And then, dude, <laughs> you can finally going to shoot him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Like, you can't replicate that in a movie. That's that's no. a game with you I mean, and your buddy in our, in our case. You can't replicate that wander off, stumble upon an amazing thing in a movie like that's what games are mostly to me with certain exceptions like explore and find a cool thing you can't do that in a movie in a movie steve walks over and finds the cool thing like there's no exploration and imagination for you know from you i don't know it's mm -hmm. well then you gotta also consider the other factors this game has a ton of lewd, crude, crazy jokes, etc. you know you got torg being a bananas land man you got mad moxie in video games, you can still kind of get away with that humor and that kind of wackiness. True, yeah. You know, but even as we progress, it's getting less and less to the point where people are just like, "Oh, that's not, that's not nice. Oh, you shouldn't say that about people or this person or that person." Mm -hmm. In movies, it's already gone that route years ago. Oh yeah. So if you try to get the essence of this game and get the characters in there, uh, it's going to get shot down so fast. You know. Ugh. I can't even imagine. I think the only way you could do it is like a 45-minute animated short that you work with all the Gearbox people, all the writers and stuff, and you put it together that way. And it's just, hey, here's like a you know $5 thing. Download it for fans of the game. That's the only way you could do it. Like a big-budget Borderlands movie? No. that's I just can't mm -hmm. see that happening or working. I think the best shot it would have would be, as Danny said when she first posted that and talked to us a little bit about it, was doing a Tales from the Borderlands type thing because that mm -hmm. one was kicked way back. Yeah, that's all true. The characters in that were far more believable, uh, normal, than when you, what you get out of any of the Borderlands mm -hmm. uh, normal games. So that would have been the closest to anything you could get to a movie version. I don't think it'd work, but I do think getting some books 
and more graphic novels, comics, that thing, that sort of thing out there would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm not big into graphic novels or comics, but if you if someone wrote a book, oh man, I'd be all over that like honeycakes. I, I still think it wouldn't translate as well to a book, but like you said, a comic book, graphic novel, that kind of thing would. If you can't do the game, I think that's where it's at, and they have done a few of them. But I think that's mm-hmm. that's the more alternative media route to take with something like Borderlands. I see. I think you're mistaken about that book thing, man. Imagine you don't make any of the super zany ones your main characters, but you have them visit them, and then you get to switch viewpoints. So you're inside Torg's head for a minute. Imagine that when he goes, wow! and then he's like, ha ha, I can't believe I, wow! and then you're laughing your ass off because he's just dumb as hell, and everything mm. he says is actually in his head. So oh, I would love it. I'm sorry. I think you are kind of selling me on it, but I still think the overall book <laughs> structure would make it a little too weird because you'd have to yeah, describe all the things and you know. True. Borderlands. Oh, hey, describe you- to me. Describe to me how Mad Max looks, man. Ooh, man. Well, <laughs> so, it's, so it's one of those books with like Fabio <laughs> on the cover. Yeah. Mad Max. The, one, the ones your love. wife or moms, your moms read. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you read at work there, Eric? Nothing. Uh, stuff in the desk drawer. Oh, nothing, man. I, just, I don't read books. <laughs> don't read books. Read books for stupid people. <laughs> uh. There you have it. We both say big fat negative. Do not try to make it a movie. Wonderful. <laughs> but do make it a romance novel. Make it a romance novel. That's, that's what we're walking away with. Well, I'm glad we did that. I'm glad we came to that solid conclusion, Matt. This is the worst podcast we've ever done. This is the worst. <laughs> Episode 35, Down in <laughs> Flames. That's what it's called. Episode 35, nah, Down in Flames. That's good shit right there. I love it. So, yep, that's that pretty much wraps up the miscellaneous gearbox news for the week. So heading straight down into the battle plan, we got uh, what's new this week? Nothing really in this segment, but wait. There was something that was new this week. Did you what? play it, Eric? It was called Warfare Rumble. Oh, I did not play it, Matt. Uh, and I told everybody I probably was not going to really play it. That's but then true. I said I totally would because we do the podcast and we should. But then I totally did not. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that you would have played at least a little bit so that I could be like, oh, well, you know, it was a weird, messed up weekend and it was only around for the weekend. So I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to, but here's Eric's thoughts, blah, 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 blah. But... We do have two, what I'm using as mailbag entries for this week, from fans of the show giving their feedback on Warfare Rumble. Oh, yeah, good. Let's see what they have to say. First up, we have the biggest fan of the show, uh, our audio person, Danny. Yay for Danny! So she texted me, I think it was on Saturday. She says, I played Battleborn today and I didn't enjoy Warfare question mark question mark mode. You can pretty much insta-kill players. It did get me coopetition, though I don't feel good about it. So, congratulations on a false coopetition. And speaking of that, our next piece of feedback is from our buddy Sean Haggerty, at 10kbeers on Twitter. He says, Early report on Warfare Rumble equals thumbs down. Further nullifies any of us who got coopetition or worthy of song the old-fashioned way. Oh, so. so another bots battle type event. Where you can just go on in, cheat your way to all these awesome little titles. Mm. Well, that's that's uh. what the two of them say anyway. And mm-hmm. you know my feelings on Bots Battle. So, yeah, 
Once I heard that, I wasn't too stoked about it, and then it was a weird weekend, like we said, so I didn't get on and play it. And I'm really surprised that uh, they didn't mention anything about it in the in the battle plan this week. Well, they did it briefly. They said some of our modes are much better received than others, and I think they were referring to this particular mode. I didn't hear too many people talking about it, but I also heard that the subreddit was in, you know, in cahoots of hating it. Or maybe that's a strong word. Disliking it in its current form and it needing several revisions to make it so anybody had really wanted to come back. However, contrary to that, some people said they enjoyed it and liked the challenge of it being a one-shot mode for the most part and, mm. and building around, you know, getting that uh, instant kill. So, hmm, I, I told you I wouldn't have enjoyed it. How about this brainstorm Jones, as I always am? How about if you had all the stipulations, no shields, heavy you know, heavy damage increase, heavy lifesteal increase, but you also like super upped everybody's health regen. So if you got if you got shot and you you know were down to like twenty five percent, but you could like bounce out of the way and get you know behind a rock like a pendles always does, and then well you just whoop. call it you call it halo mode. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So you're getting shot up, boom, just jump behind a rock. One, two, three, boom, <laughs> health is back. Now I'm going mm. just like that. Although, Bam. I mean, if you tuned it up too much, then it would basically just be Battleborn all over again. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be unique. But I don't know. I think that would be one thing, you know, no insta-kills, but you can get taken down quite a bit, but then you heal up real quick, too. Even if you don't have health regen gear on, everyone just gets whoop. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just a brainstorm. Well, I'm sure they're going to take into regard all the feedback that they got, and I have a feeling they'll tweak it a little bit because yeah. just from what I've heard... More people weren't so hot about this one than super excited about it. Now, speaking of super excited, though, they mentioned the gravity mode. Whoa. Oh, yes. Gravity rumble sounds amazing. It sounded amazing when they first talked about it ages and ages ago. I'm Mm -hmm. very excited that this is coming up. So in this particular game mode, you've got reduced gravity in effect. You've got increased movement speed and increases the damage and knockback of offhand melee. So, basically, you get Thorn, and you just jump to the moon, <laughs> and then you win the game. That's all you got to do. You literally jump to the moon. That You just sit on the moon. <laughs> just sit there and wait. Match is over. Boom. You, you won. Congratulations. You're a hero. Hmm. This one I'm actually very excited about. Yeah. Because as we stated from the last time, I'm not a big fan of reducing HP. I like the fact that you can counter and stay alive a little bit longer and recoup from stupid mistakes, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. This one just messes with the, the way the match plays. Yeah. And I can't wait to just jump onto the ledges normally. You got to hop and maneuver and be a little ridiculous with and just, nope, I'm on top. Whoop, there I am. I'm mm-hmm. on a ledge now. I don't know how much the gravity is going to be reduced by, but I'd like to believe that it's going to be reduced quite a bit to the point where you can, like in the monuments, just jump on those pillars mm-hmm. that are right there when uh, you can hop across. Oh, if that's the case, oh my goodness, I can't wait. I'm really excited to play as somebody who's an agile melee or even like a big heavy melee, like running around as an Atticus, just backhanding people back into walls oh, and like completely geez. out of the lane or just, hey, I'm a boulder and I dashed in and then I ran in and just boom, 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 everybody's gone. Imagine an El Dragon or a Montana. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Oh, it'd be epic as a Montana because you do that like, finger flick uh-huh. with your melee. Just <laughs> plink, woo! There goes the thorn. 
<laughs> That's going to be great. That's awesome. Uh, I'm hoping, you know what, I got to put the PlayStation capture mode on. Oh, yeah. And try to get a Montana flicking an Orendi. Oh, that'd be awesome. Like a little fly, just right off the screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye. Oh, man, I'm excited for this one. So that one's going to be taking place Friday, March 31st, from 8 a.m. Pacific time through Monday, April 3rd, 8 a.m. Pacific time. So if you guys want to play, obviously that's the time to be on. You will for sure catch me on at that time, except for, Matt, what time is that? It's quarter end time. <laughs> Why? <Thanks>. Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, so I'll be working that entire weekend overtime. I was going to say, <sighs> I'll, I'll be on. Maybe I'll be in matches with Sean instead of you, and you'll be in matches with Sean instead of me. Mm-hmm. Or something weird, because I will guarantee that right now on this podcast, after that weekend, you will not have a show with us going, Oh, you didn't even play the Gravity Rumble, dude. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah th- this terrible. one's getting played. This one's getting That's played. That's right. So I'll be on regardless. I'm going to be checking it out some point in time that weekend, depending on what my schedule is. And as you said, we'll just have to play with some of the other peeps we roll us, since, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you're on opposite schedules. Yep. So going from the new this week to the coming up segment, as we did kind of And then there, back into the middle. I was going to say, let's, let's, let's <laughs> pick Axe back down into the middle of this thing with the hot fixes. First up, we got Galt. He's getting a slight nerf to his shotgun damage. It's going down 15%. But in opposition to that, his scrap trap damage is going from 142 to 208 at level 1. So a little bit of a you know give and take here. I don't really like this that much. I mean, I haven't played Galt in a long time. But I haven't really liked his scrap trap since they went from stun to slow, and I know you haven't either. I don't really feel good about this change, but I haven't played him a lot, so. Well, that's my same issue. I kind of abandoned him after they took the stun away and made it into a slow. I did try it, but it wasn't working for me. So I kind of gave up on him, in essence. But I don't agree either. I didn't think his shotgun damage was that high. However, I was reading a lot of comments, and there's quite a few individuals who are posting that it was much needed. That apparently he was able to wreck boulders and whatnot at close range and anybody else for that matter. Hmm, okay. But the problem with that is, isn't that what he's supposed to be able to do? I mean, that's the whole point of having a shotgun, right? Yeah. Is you're, in essence, not effective in any regard at long range. But hey, you want to get in my face and you're going to die hmm. very fast. That is the whole point of a shotgun. That's kind of been the mantra for any game that has a shotgun for all time. So yeah. to nerf that... Yeah, I don't know. I, it doesn't sound good to me, but I can't speak to it because I haven't played him in quite some time. The only thing I can think is, I mean, he's got, what, eight shells on the shotgun? Is it eight or six? I think it's eight. It's uh, eight, yeah. But by default. So dropping that down, but bringing up his scrap trap, it gives, gives him a little bit more burst versus sustained damage, which, I mean, I can see them not wanting Galt to just sit there with a shotgun just shooting constantly and doing really awesome damage. So the more you talked about it, the more I think uh, maybe it's... Obviously, they can tweak it back down if they don't like the way this is going, but I think it helps them give a little bit of burst and then not to just stay on you with the shotgun constantly doing really good damage. Adding to that, I would agree, since this is not a typical game that has you know a shotgun with two shells in it and he has yeah. that many... Uh, Especially when he goes alt and he gets two of them. That's very true. So I guess, hey, 
as long as people aren't that upset about it, I'm fine with it. You know, I gave up on them quite a bit ago, so more power to those who want to keep trucking. Come on back. I want to see you miss miss some more hooks, dude. I don't want to miss more hooks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk about gawk. (laughs) Up next in the hot fixes, I know I hear everyone cheering around the world. There's the applause. There it is. There's Milk is getting a buff to her Venom bonus damage, going from 16% all the way up to 32%. I told you guys when they last did some tweaks with her, which was like 4 or 5 or 18 months ago now, when they last tweaked up the uh, the duration of her Venom, but then dialed the damage back down so it wasn't really a thing. I knew some more tweaks were coming with that. Here they are. There you go. You're welcome. But she got even more than that. That's Matt, right. That wasn't even it. She freaking had her base damage with the Claw Lunge, Increased from 142 to 208. I mean, both of those are pretty significant chunks of damage right there. I mean, so anybody complaining, heck, man, life is good for Malka. Because I'm telling you right now, even with her previous nerfs, I've faced several Malkas who are just killing it. Doing an amazing job. That freaking the human hack dude from the married team. He's always Uh a Malka and he does really good. Yes, he does. Oh, no. We, we can't play him ever again. Him. No. So now when we face him next time, look at him. He's going to be more powerful mm. than he was. Fantastic. So for everybody out there who is a little bit sad, hey, here you go. Go back to your Melka. Have a good time. Mm. Enjoy Melka. I don't like her, but that's okay. I haven't played as her in a while. I kind of fell out of playing Melka. Just, But I think we also have been playing a lot of face-offs, meltdowns, and captures. And I wouldn't really pick Melka for any one of those modes. If I'm in, you know, if I'm in meltdown, I want AOE damage. And if I'm in capture or face-off, I'm going to be invisible pendles. So She's not my jam. I don't enjoy her play style whatsoever. So mm-hmm. you're not going to see me rolling with her that often, except for in story mode, just for some kicks and fun. Yeah, that's true. She mm-hmm. is pretty fun in story mode and nice oh, yeah. and easy too, so. Wrapping up the hot fixes, they had one bug fix for minion bots. Apparently, the blade bot's damage was scaling a little bit too high when it leveled up, so they went ahead and fixed that. I feel like I've noticed this before, because I've been standing in a lane or on a story mission, or at some point anyway, and I've been like, dang, what is wrecking me? And I turn around, and it's a stupid little blade bot. I'm mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Plink dead. But I was just like, man, that, I, yeah. feel, I feel like this one we actually did notice. It's one of those things I've noticed, but not 100% certain if that was actually the issue being caused. But there's yeah. been time and time again, especially in story mode, where I turn around and a blade bot's hitting me, but my damage is just chunk down, chunk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is going on? This, this should not be happening in any way, shape, or form. It's one of those where you turn around and it's like, man, is it like a bone crusher or a brute I didn't see or like it mm-hmm. evolved? Oh, it's a blade bot? <laughs> no, a blade bot. <laughs> what, what is this? How is this possible? Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm a big, tough wrath. You can't hit me like that. That's right. (laughs) Tuck those blades away. Put them away, sucker. (laughs) So I'm glad they did it. I don't know for certain if it affected me, but I have a feeling it did because, like I said, it's definitely been issues where I'm like, what the hell's happening to me? So I'm happy. Thank you, Gearbox, for changing the minions and making them better. That's right. Heading on into the community spotlight we get a shout-out, which I'm going to pass along to Danny because it wasn't either one of us. No, it was Danny. But she pointed out Metal Fortress, who is a YouTuber who does metal covers of 
video game music, and all kinds of other stuff. He did a metal cover of the Battleborn opening theme and the main menu music. And man, oh man, everybody loved this. I I saw her post this, and I hopped back on Twitter like six hours later. I was like, dude, why do I have like 80,000 notifications? Open it up. Oh, okay. Everybody really loved this. And he did a really good job, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to both of them, and I enjoyed the heck out of both. It was definitely cool of them to give the shout-out you know, for Danny, who posted it for Third Shift, obviously. Mm-hmm. And definitely shout-out to Metal Fortress for putting out some badass music. Keep oh. it up, guys, because you guys are awesome. That's right. No lore this week. They said it'll be back next week, maybe bigger and better, maybe in a different format, maybe in some kind of... Uh, you know, I'm not going to Conjecture Land. I'm not going to do it. We're not doing yeah. it. No Conjecture Land today, but they did say they're giving a week off to go into more in-depth, mm-hmm. which would imply that we're going to get even more really cool lore segments that are in the vein of the last couple, where you're getting a real story told to you that could be in a comic book, in the game, perchance, any of these things. Who knows? Looked cool. Maybe a link to like a lore encyclopedia with their, that they're going to start building. I oh, know. that! Eh, stop I'm, it! You started it. You said a comic ah. book in the game, dude. You, you were already half in the boat. I'm trying to stand here on the shore. I'm taking my foot. I'm taking my foot back out of the boat. I'm taking my foot back out. Jumping out, out, out of boat. that boat. Let's go. Moving on. What else we got this week? We got the bullet storm stream, which was a total surprise to me because uh, mistakenly I don't. I don't think I follow Bullet Storm on Twitter. So. When you texted me today, you were like, hey, there's a Bulletstorm stream. I went, what? And then I went and hunted down Gearbox's tweet, and I went, oh, look, there is. Oh, okay. So we both checked out the Bulletstorm stream, and not only did we both check it out, but Danny was in there as well. So yeah, the whole Third Shift team watching this stream. It was a good time. Meredith was there. Lisa was there. Joe was there. And then you had uh, one or two Yahoos in the background who weren't mm-hmm. making themselves known the entire time. It was Sean. Yeah, Sean. They went through a bunch of stuff about Bulletstorm previewing uh, the Duke Nukem mode. Oh, yeah. They previewed a little bit of the Anarchy mode, which is a Horde mode, multiplayer version of it. Uh, They talked more about the Echo maps you're going to be on. And using the individuals over at People Can Fly to showcase one of the Echo maps, they went through and showed you a little bit of how you can become a better player and get you know some points stacked up and how that all works, basically. It was pretty neat. I had a lot of fun with it. What did you think? I thought it was pretty fun. I liked... You know, how they reiterated all the bonus stuff that you're going to get with this because you're getting the full game plus all the DLCs that came out plus new stuff on top of it. Pretty fun stream. I think my only downside of it was there wasn't somebody with the controller in their hands playing in the room like there was during their last Bulletstorm stream. Because I really loved, you know, I think it was even Sean that was on the couch with them maybe to start off with and then pass it off to Meredith. And we got to see some actual, like, high-level play live in person quote fingers, uh, and seeing Elisa and Joe play off of that and be amazed and all that stuff. I thought that was really cool. So going back to, you know, oh, here's a run-through with some footage was kind of a, a little bit of a downer for me. But I did like hearing about the Anarchy mode, hearing about the Overkill campaign, which is kind of a new game plus, and uh, it gives you all the weapons unlocked. And if you've done all the skill shots with the weapons in the original mode or new game plus, you get infinite ammo for those weapons. Yeah, so, when I heard that, I was stoked. Oh yeah, because I'm the I'm the type of guy, as Joe said, he was as well, who gravitates towards one to maybe two weapons. Mm-hmm. So guaranteed in the first playthrough, I'm gonna gravitate towards one or two of them, and I'm gonna end up with all the skill shots, which means in the new game plus, infinite ammo. Oh man, that's gonna oh, be yeah. so much fun. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, 
I'm excited. Don't have to worry about, you know, oh, I better change to another one. I'm losing this ammo type, blah, blah, blah. I got to save up and get enough money to purchase some more ammo. Nope. F it. Murder face kill. Yeah. And I think for me, my only downside of this game is I'm going to be completely opposite of you. I'm going to be, I'm going to pick up a few, uh, you know, few skill shots I'm good at hitting and I'm going to rely on them too much and I'm not going to have enough money to buy more ammo. And so I'm going to be running around with my foot sliding and kicking and jumping. Speaking of that, speaking of having no weapons, they talked about the Ultimate Echoes maps, which are going to be pretty much like the normal Echoes, but she said there's going to be a specific challenge for each map. I'm a little confused on it because she said one specific challenge and then that there were going to be three and then like an ultimate fourth one for each map. So I don't know if that's just going to cycle through each playthrough. You get a different ultimate challenge. But one of them that she uses... She said it was the very first one too. That one she used as an example was you got no weapons until you completed a specific challenge and then you got your weapons back. So you had to run through, kick people off ledges, kick them into spikes, kick them into this and that and the other thing. Use your leash to grab them and throw them and bounce them up in the air, all that stuff. That sounded like a lot of fun. That looked like a lot of fun, but that's kind of like that stressful mode you start out with, you know, because like she was saying, you actually got to think, prep for it, understand what's happening. True. I was super stoked about the anarchy mode. Mm -hmm. We get a good old-fashioned horde mode. And this is the multiplayer one where you will, in-game, be playing with other players if you choose to. And it's, as I said, horde mode. Waves of enemies come at you. And what's really cool about this is you still get skill shots. And not only do you get skill shots, but she said there's special skill shots involved being uh, tied to multiplayer. Oh, yeah. So there'll be all sorts of shots you can take, you know, working hand-in-hand with your buddies to pull off. And then beyond that, to add ramp up the challenge bosses will come out and with these ones you have to work as a team to take them down in a very specific way to move forward and i was like oh that man that that sounds awesome that sounds like the end of a drunk night after a few rounds getting very frustrated because one of the other individuals is not gonna do what they're supposed to do (laughs) or everyone else getting frustrated at us because we're off like throwing our leashes into trees and stuff and they're like (laughs) Dude, you gotta grab six Stop. points on them, and we got we got four of them. We need you to, huh? Huh? I'm gonna shoot this tree, dude. I'm gonna shoot oh, a fly. Man. Speaking of that, how easy and awesome would that one be? You got to get all the players to all wrangle a point of one of the bosses and and drag them into like a pit or drag them into mm. a fan or something really sweet. Ah, that has a lot of potential. That was the very first thing I thought of when they said you had to cooperate. I was like, a boss with like armor on his legs and his arms, and everyone has to leash it and yank it off. That would be so awesome. Mm. So that mode had me pretty hyped up, and there was a lot of people asking, you know, whether the main story was going to be co-op, and of course it is not. It is a single-player game in that in that regard. So, for those of you asking, that's the answer to the question. It is a single player in the campaign, but Anarchy Mode does provide actual co-op. And Echoes, you can challenge your fellow players to the timed, obviously, completions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can be like, ah, I completed it in 4.7 minutes with 17,000 points. What'd you do? And then, you know, he goes, and then it's whatever he or she got, and and you go back and forth that way. So it's like half co-op. Well, it's, a, it's that score attack. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to booting this up and seeing, you know, friends leaderboard. Oh, Eric Eric up my score on Watership Down or whatever it's called. Oh, let me go in. Let me go in. and. I'm going to play this for three hours and beat it. 
Uh huh. Exactly. And then I get on and I'm angry, and yeah, and then we go back and forth that way. I just wake up to like a dirty text. Hey, beat your score, you motherfucker! Oh yep. uh, well, <laughs> here I go. <laughs> you know that's not true. I'm gonna try to stealth it. I beat a score. He ain't gonna notice. I ain't gonna tell him anything. <laughs> Long that night. Oh, look who's the top. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll have like a score recap uh, on third shift. We're like, hey man, which <laughs> score's that? Oh, you son of a bitch! Hey, that might be fun, you know. So we'll see how that goes yeah, when it comes out. I like that. It'll be fun. Then plus we could challenge uh, listeners of the show. I'm shaking my head because I know Jozo's is going to have like eighty thousand points. <laughs> like, hey guys, Jozo's. You, <laughs> you know, you guys are actually pretty pathetic. I have eighty thousand points. Oh uh, well, ah oh, man, Joe. God bless, man. <laughs> or, or it'll be Sean. Hey, guys, I played for 72 hours straight, and I got all the max stuff. Oh, man, I'm also playing tonight and then tomorrow night and the night after that, too. Oh, man, I was going to play like a couple times during the week, man. Can see you like Sunday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, goodness. Oh. So beyond that, they talked a little bit more about campaign mode and mostly Duke Nukem. Yeah, and I thought this was pretty cool, especially when they pulled back the curtain a little bit and said, yeah, we were just going to have John St. John come in and basically re-record Grayson's lines in Duke's voice. But then he went, hey, you know, I, I don't think Duke would say this. And they went, yeah, you know what? Let's let's get everyone to just collab in on this and make Duke be Duke. Make it Make it a full Duke experience. And I, I thought that was cool. I mean, I like little stuff like that. Like, how did this happen? Oh, well, we did this and this and this and this. Really behind-the-scenes stuff. I really like that part. And then, of course, we got to see some gameplay, and then Duke just chucking out those lines. And I was very impressed with the fact that I, even after they said they did a whole script of him just coming through, I still thought it was going to be, hey, once in a blue moon, he's talking mm-hmm. and giving out a one-liner or something. That entire gameplay clip they showed, he was just going back and forth with the other main character. And it was just always going and going and going and going. And I was like, holy shit. He's actually just talking. It's it's not like these 40 lines and that's all he did for the whole thing. It's the whole game. He's got line after line after line after line. That was very impressive. And a lot of it was hilarious. I never played the first game, so I'm not sure if it was... You know, those were her lines anyway, and they just had Duke playing off of it so well that it felt really natural, or if they actually did record some more dialogue for her. But I I thought it was pretty cool. The one, one thing I did notice was that the cyborg companion dude did keep calling him Grayson, you know, every now and then through there. And I was like, well, you can't have everything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's acceptable. It's understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was definitely impressed with uh, Duke's performance there. With the lines, and I was definitely impressed with the female uh, lines in there. But I've mm. got to say, to be honest, the robot guy is exactly what he says. Robot man, he's mm. he's not impressing me. I'm not I'm not digging him. Obviously, I can, you know look forward to getting into the game and seeing if that changes or if he's supposed to just be an asshole who you don't like at all. But he's definitely coming off as that. So job well done if that's what they're trying to go for. I think in the original, he was supposed to be like deadpan Jones and like a little pissed off that, again, I never played it myself, but I seem to recall people saying that like at the beginning of the game, you're a drunken douchebag and you managed to crash him on the planet. So he's kind of pissed off at you for doing that. Yeah. Know. And rightfully so. Yeah. But... Well, so there, there he's, he's being an asshole. What do mm-hmm. you want? Plus he got turned into a robot, which anybody would be pissed off about. Except, except for, for why would you be pissed? Because, yeah, sign me up. Day one, robot Eric. Can't wait. Not going to honor those bogus treaties. Never. (laughs) 
Uh, so what else happened with that? You know, they had the Duke Nukem playing. They they did the Echo Map. They taught you how to, you know, get some scores racked up. Talked a little bit about the skill shots and, mm-hmm. you know, some different ones you can get a hold of. That was about it. They showed uh, another one of their Duke Nukem inserted into a classic tale Oh, my commercial. God. That was awesome. <laughs> that Holy was cow. <laughs> uh, they yeah. are doing a badass job. Mm-hmm. With those uh, commercials, yeah. So whoever right. whoever was in charge of that, somebody else needs to hire that individual, male, female, whoever it is. I don't care, and get them on board because they know what it is to bring commercials back. Get them on the Super Bowl ads because they've been trashed last couple <laughs> years. Yeah, I agree. We've seen the Moby Dick one. We've seen the Christmas Carol one. I think they said a new one was dropping sometime soon. I don't know if it was next week or just tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to hunt down all the rest of them once they're all out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be paying attention. I'm hoping Gearbox and or Bulletstorm will keep me afloat and let me know whenever they drop a new one so I can check it out since I don't really watch a lot of TV, per se. I don't go on websites or watch TV. I just read books and play Yakuza. It's- mm-hmm. So with this stream plus the other one we saw and some other gameplay and whatnot we've been checking out throughout the different events, I can honestly say that I'm really stoked about this. I can't wait to get my hands on it. And the best part is, is they said the original playthrough, you know, eight, ten hours, whatever it is long. So you'll be able to rock through the story in a very reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. But the you're going to get the, the extra game mode. you got the anarchy mode. you got the echo maps. Tons of value for the buck. Tons of replayability involved. And that's only if you choose to. So, I mean... I'm just I'm excited about it. I can't wait to get my hands on it. And obviously, as I said, if you pre-order, you get the 15% off. Plus, you get the Duke Nukem DLC, which Matt, hey, uh, the Duke Nukem DLC. Like, say, say I got no money, man. Say like I have to buy this game day one. I I don't want to save 15%. Okay. And get a DLC for free. I don't want to do that. I want to buy this game for sixty dollars base price when it comes out. Okay. Because right now Johnny Mac wants his money back. You know, I bet on I bet on Bronco the horse and he lost. And if I don't pay him, he's gonna kill me. So I like that the horse is named Bronco, which is what he actually is. <laughs> I went out to the Greyhound races and I bet on Dog the, the race dog. Oh, that's a real thing. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh so I went to SeaWorld so, <laughs> and I saw Orca the killer whale. I bet on <laughs> okay. So I don't got the money, man. I'm gonna pay for this game. Sixty bucks straight out mm. on day one. But you know what? Hey, two days later, Johnny's paid. I can buy more things. Uh huh. But I uh can I get can I get Duke Nukem DLC, man? You can. The Duke Nukem DLC will be available for five small dollars at or after launch. So if you somehow can't pre-order it and get it for free, it will be available separately. So there you go, there Johnny you go. Mac. You can, you can get your money back. Johnny gets his money. You're happy because you can still get the Duke Nukem DLC. If mm. you can't buy it, pre-order, save 15%, and get the DLC for free. Correct. So just let me reiterate one last time, boys and girls. If this game is interesting you... This is one you want to pre-order because this ain't like, hey, hey, you get a cool art book and and this cool plastic sword. No, you just save money. I like plastic swords. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you just yeah. save money. 
And this is what I, I like. I'm liking this. Yeah. Because okay. I'm sorry. Hey, you know, an art book, yeah, I look at it once, I put it in the closet in the tote, which I'm pointing at, and you can't see, but it's <laughs> in a tote, and it's gone. I'll probably wow. never look at it again. My children will look at it when I'm dead, and it'll be great. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Ugh, yeah, what's this dumb art book from this dumb video game thing, you know what I'm saying? I do the same thing. You get the pre-order bonus with a figurine. It's going to go on the mantelpiece, and it goes on there for like a week, and then I go, that's dumb. Pack it up. Put it away. Sell it on Amazon like eight years later. Precisely. So, yeah. So, what do you do instead? Save money. I love this. This right. pre-order deal is the real deal. But if you're not interested you want to say what reviews are, I get that too. I do yeah. that with a lot of my games. So, just saying. So, we've been talking about the release date, but we haven't even said it. No. Launch date worldwide is on April 7th. So, go ahead and pre-order now so you can... Come home after work on Friday and be like, oh my gosh, I got this new game and I got the cool DLC with it. But if you can't get it on that day and you want a Bulletstorm fix, don't worry because Gearbox says they're going to be doing a launch stream on the 7th. So go ahead and check that out. No details yet on time or anything, but obviously if you follow them on Twitter, they'll tweet out when it's available. And that's going to be, of course, on twitch.tv slash Gearbox Software as this grand stream was. Yeah, and on the last note before we wrap it up there, I just want to point out, if you guys are listening at Gearbox, I hope you follow through and actually do some anarchy together because that is oh, yeah. a good idea and would be a ton of fun. So do it. The people demand it. You could have a total play with the devs weekend that weekend to celebrate the launch mm-hmm. and we could get in and maybe be decent. That's right. And and I'll just say this, don't make me bust that shrine out, Joe. Don't make me bust a shrine out. You haven't mentioned it in like 10 episodes. He doesn't even know what you're talking about anymore. Oh, he does. He remembers. He fears the shrine. He fears it. <laughs> I have this perfect image in my head of your Joe shrine. <laughs> I wish I could convey it in words, but I can't. Uh, it's good. Just let everybody have their own imagination, you know? As- That's right. <laughs> Get some, hey, get some fan art. Send it to us That's on right. a Tuesday. Set, yeah. I want to see some fan art about what you think Eric Shrine to Joe is. Let me know. I'm looking at you, Bea. You're the one with all the cool artwork out there. <laughs> she probably doesn't oh, listen to the show, but, you know, hey, there you go. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up the Bulletstorm stream. I did some mailbag stuff earlier in the episode, so... No mailbag at the end here. But as always, I do want to encourage you guys to send us your feedback. If you've got any questions for us, any comments, any concerns, or if you just want to say hi, you can email that to us at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet it at us at thirdshiftme, and I'll probably be on Twitter a little more than I have been. Or you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And as always, we do have a Patreon out there. We appreciate everyone who has been giving us a couple bucks here and there. You guys are the best. And as always, we appreciate the holy hell out of you. And yes. you're the reason we keep going. And not only are you the reason we keep going, but we also keep going because everybody who gives us feedback is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. We love you guys, all of you, boys, girls, everybody. As always, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 31st of March for our very next episode. And 
You can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podomatic for the time being. We upload to YouTube and Google Play Music as well. And if you like what we're doing, please give us a rating, a review, or a subscription on any one of those services because we really appreciate it. And we want to give out a little notice to all of our followers on Podomatic. We will, in the future, be switching over to Podbean. For now, everything will run as normal. And for those of you who are not subscribed to us through Podomatic, life will continue as usual even after the switch. However, for those of you who do follow us exclusively through Podomatic, we will be switching to Podbean in the near future. So therefore, we will hopefully, hopefully have you guys switch on over to Podbean with us so that way we can keep getting your listen and your viewership because you guys are amazing. I would imagine that most people use podcast aggregators that pull from a variety of sources. So hopefully there aren't too many of you that this will inconvenience. But just a heads up, letting you guys know so you don't come back in like four weeks and go, Hey, Third Shift's dead. Oh, well. Yeah, exactly. We are not going to be dead. We're just switching over to Podbean here coming up soon. We'll let you know the specific dates next episode. And with that, as always, don't don't forget forget to save. Shut up and sit down.